feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. Episode. It's the bonus episode. I feel Again. like I didn't get to say anything there. Do it one more time, what Trav. What would you like to bonus. say? Bonus <laughs> episode number 15. Yeah. If you haven't listened to these, <laughs> hopefully you have by now. This is the 15th one. <laughs> so, um, but we take a dream that Daniel has dreamt and that he has written out in story form, and we read it for you. We also just laugh because they're usually super crazy. And uh, I thought about perhaps uh, basing my self-esteem off of these hours that we spend reading my dream, (laughs) but then I realized that I would have probably offed myself a long time ago, so I chose not to. According to the website that you go to every single time, (laughs) Danny lives the most depressing life (laughs) according to his dreams that anybody could live. But uh, this this episode, uh, or this bonus episode, yeah, number 15, I have not looked at the uh, the title yet. We're about to to unveil this, so uh, I think Danny and Alan both know about it, but I do not. But um, so, do you guys have anything that you want to say before we get right into this? Um, no, no, it's been a while since I've dreamt this. Um, so, uh, honestly, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> For for what we have in store. All right. Even for the dreamer. Okay. Dream Shorts Series Volume 15. (laughs) You read that like you're so tired. (laughs) This is the freaking 15th one. Number 15. Lockdown drill. (laughs) Okay. I'm working yet another day at my job at the bank. That is where you work, so I'm glad it's, <laughs> it is. I am surprised at how often <laughs> you dream I about am your bank. at my work. Like, <laughs> yes, I have dreams. Like in the past, uh, I've had dreams where I was a part-time dishwasher and part-time nanny. <laughs> But some, right. a lot of the times, I'm just working at the bank. <laughs> at the bank. I don't think I've yeah, ever but- dreamt my work. <laughs> <laughs> the dishwasher was an actual job that you had. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been a nanny? I've never been a nanny. <laughs> All right. Uh, however, this day was exceptionally busy, and although I do not typically work behind the teller line, I decide to jump in and help the tellers catch up. A woman pulls up into the bank drive-thru and sends in a $10.79 check. How do you remember this exactly? $10.79. For whatever reason, numbers just stand out to me, (laughs) even in my dreams. Via the air tube from the second lane, I press the intercom to ask her what she would like to do with the check. She lets me know that she would like to deposit it. 
but that she cannot remember her account number. I tell her not to worry and that I'd be happy to look it up for this. This is exhilarating so far. (laughs) This is actually, for anybody who's not in the banking business, this is pretty much exactly how it goes behind the teller line. I then take her check over to a computer station that I was processing customer transactions (laughs) (laughs) and begin the process of trying to find her account number. I then remember that we have recently installed a new system that will only allow us to look up customer account numbers by their home address. But instead of just asking them for their address, we had to place a soft padded makeshift helmet on our head, (laughs) much like the one that Professor X wears in (laughs) X-Men, and had to transport ourselves via some type of telekinesis technology into the mind of the customer (laughs) whom we are trying to process a transaction for. Because that's way less invasive than just asking what their address is. I need to know your address, but I can't ask you straight out. Let me go into your subconscious. I will find it there. <laughs> They're like, I can just tell you. Like, nope. Nope. Must nope. go through the subconscious. <laughs> this is our new security <laughs> protocol. You could be lying. I'm just going to be going through every part of your brain. <laughs> Any secrets you may have, you may want to forget them now. <laughs> Though this process, we are supposed to search around through their memories until we can locate their home and try to decipher what their address is (laughs) by looking around (laughs) nearby street names. What is this, Minority Report? <laughs> That's what I, I was just thinking that. I was like, are these the... Uh, is that how Report is? Yeah, it's like he sees a vision of things, but he's just got to like... He doesn't know exactly where the crime's happening, so he's looking at other like homes. He's like, you know, zooming in yeah. on him. He's like, okay, this is the oh, address yeah, here. That's, that's, right. that's why he's doing all the manipulation yeah. of the pictures. I just remember him like... I'm like, I want a computer like that where I can like literally be like, oh, I just want to throw that in the trash and just like (laughs) push it away. (laughs) I think they're making stuff like that. Yeah. I'm excited. Like virtual reality stuff. That's what I want to do for work. Unfortunately, (laughs) this procedure is... Well, apparently you do in this dream. (laughs) (laughs) That is what... That is why you're dreaming this because it's what you want to do. Truth comes out. Unfortunately, this procedure is very disorienting, especially to those who aren't used to it. For this reason, it is very difficult for me to focus. (laughs) He wants to be like Minority Port, but still in his dream, he has to work at the bank. (laughs) He can't be like solving crimes and all that stuff. How could we use this technology in the banking industry? Well, obviously, to look up account numbers. It's not even to look up account numbers. It's trying to, you have to deduce what somebody's home address is. Well, so that I could use that to look up the account number. (laughs) It's something they could just tell you. (laughs) Making it so difficult. (laughs) At least in minority port. The person's not going to tell them that they're murdering people. (laughs) For this reason, it is very difficult for me to focus enough to see the details needed to find out where this customer lives. I start to feel bad for the customer, as at this point, I'm sure that 20 or 30 minutes have passed. (laughs) 
And like, what are these people doing as they're sitting in there and like you're roaming around in their subconscious? Like, are they like kind of like in this coma? They're like eyes are to the back of their heads and they're just sitting there like convulsing, seizing in their car while you're trying to find their freaking home address. Uh, I don't know. I was busy in there <laughs> trying to find the address. <laughs> So long. So long you've been. (laughs) And in Minority Report, they have to do it fast. Yeah. And do you know that the computer system and and all the technology is there to to make it more efficient? (laughs) Not a half hour. They have to go fast because somebody's about to be well, murdered. <laughs> but in this case, like it normally takes a lot less time. But it's a new system that I'm not super familiar <laughs> with. So. Danny's just Danny's just taking a lunch break in their head. <laughs> it's time for lunch. <laughs> Finally, whether through sheer dumb luck or good fortune, I'm able to locate her address, remove myself from the telekinesis system, and find her account number. I quickly process her deposit, take her receipt to the drive-up, and send it to her via the air tube. <laughs> After all that, you quickly de- process the deposit. Well, I didn't want her to wait any longer. So. I apologize to her for the long wait and try to explain to her that I'm still learning. <laughs> oh, there's more. I'm still learning our new teller system. <laughs> She looks at me and says, no worries. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, sir, I tried to tell you like several times what my address was. You refused. (laughs) But then lets me know that she does have another question. Oh, no. (laughs) No. What is it? I ask. What was my balance in my account before the 1079 check I just deposited? Hold on, ma'am. I'm going to have to go back in your head. <laughs> For balances, we're going to need mother's maiden name. So, hold on. Put on the helmet. <laughs> now, I, I quickly look it up on the computer and tell her that her balance prior to the deposit was $19 even. Hmm. She couldn't just do the math herself. Like, <laughs> like this is my balance now. <laughs> Hmm. Almost $30. That's strange. I received a call from someone at the bank earlier today, letting me know that they were going to place a freeze on my account for $500. I looked at a couple of other screens. Uh, wait, what happened there? So, <laughs> so hold on. She she deposited 1079. Yeah. She wanted to know what it was before. Yeah, she what deposited. her balance was before. So, so I said $19. $19. So now she has 2979. Yeah, and right? so she says, oh, hmm. that's basically like that's weird because I got a call earlier today saying that there was going to be a freeze on my account for in the amount of $500. So she's thinking, she has do I have five, another $500 oh. in there? I looked at a couple of other screens on the system and could see that, in fact, there was a freeze of funds on her account. She then asked me what she needed to do in order to free up those funds. I told her, I would need to go talk to an officer in the branch and would be back in just a minute. Hold on, ma'am. We also talk via telekinesis <laughs> helmets. <laughs> I didn't know the telekinesis was going to be such a hit. <laughs> what do you mean? 
when you're writing these, do you kind of like think to yourself, all right, which, what are they going to latch on to? <laughs> and I thought you guys would just glaze right over the telekinesis. <laughs> no, no, there's no way we'd glaze over the fact that you entered someone's subconscious for 30 minutes to get an address. <laughs> I walked over to the officer in charge of this branch and proceeded to explain the situation to her and that the customer wanted to know why there was a freeze on her account. The officer then responded to me that there were four other signers on this account that they have been act- that they have been actively trying to get to come in to sign signature cards. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so but not only is this a dream, but this is like literally what it is. <laughs> this is super exciting. But that they have not bothered to show up yet. Once all of the signers have signed the card, we could then release the funds in her account and reinstate the account to get standing. I just want to say this. I feel really bad that you're dreaming that you're at work and then you got to get up and just go to work. (laughs) You're like, literally did not get any time away. I came home, went to bed, slept, dreamt about work, woke up, went back to work. What if he goes the vicious cycle? <laughs> what if you go to work and this exact scenario happens? And you're like, I can just see it. I know how to handle this. <laughs> um, so we are now going to talk to people telekinetically <laughs> through the drive-through lane. Not talk to them. Just look up their <laughs> look up information. <laughs> yeah, it's in fact it's to get around having to talk to them, <laughs> even to ask what you're asking. So we what we're shooting for is less customer service. <laughs> More intrusive <laughs> yeah, information gra- gathering. I then walked back to explain this to the customer. But by the time I got back to the drive through window, the customer had already left. Yeah, because probably gone for like 30 minutes. She'd already been there like for, for a long time. <laughs> to deposit $10.79. Yeah. This is the longest trip to the bank ever. <laughs> While I was busy working behind the teller line, a team of government bank regulators arrived and began setting up shop in various back offices throughout the bank. They announced to the staff that they would be conducting an immediate mandatory emergency test. <laughs> an immediate mandatory emergency test. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Which would require the bank to go into a lockdown drill. Ah, there is the, the name. lockdown drill. A few seconds later, an emergency alarm sounds. <laughs> I feel like we've had an emergency alarm before. Uh, sounds. And the entire staff instantly dropped whatever they were working on and began the emergency lockdown procedures. They started locking up drawers, closing blinds on windows, etc. Etc. Normally, <laughs> normally, this wouldn't be such a big deal. However, there are still about 30 or so customers waiting in line in the lobby when all of this begins to occur. Concerned, did you put in a comma? (laughs) Yeah, I noticed there's one missing right there. (laughs) He pencils in a comma. Concerned, the customers begin to get antsy and start yelling things like, What are you guys doing? Why are you closing? I haven't been helped yet. I still have a check to cash. <laughs> a lot of things. That they were, 
Is that all one person or various people? Well, according to the way you read it, it was it's all the same guy. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> 29 people are dead silent. This one dude. Just <laughs> That's the way I picture it. Just the guy probably in the back of the line who's the most worried that he's not going to get helped. And he's just like, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I haven't been helped yet. I haven't been helped yet. I still have a chance. <laughs> He's like police academy guy. You know what I'm talking about? The, 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 the guy, guy was like, the, his voice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In my dream, it was multiple people, but apparently in your version, it's just so much, one dude. So much better if it's just one guy. <laughs> Everybody's just like, what is that guy? Uh, Unfortunately, as employees of the bank, we have been trained that in such a lockdown emergency that the only response we can give to inquiring customers is that... (laughs) Is that... um, Excuse me, sir. (laughs) We are going on spring break. (laughs) What? What? Okay. I have to read it again because it's just so unbelievable. <laughs> All right, so you got a guy yelling that he's, he hasn't checked his che- cash his check yet. Unfortunately, as employees of the bank, why is this unfortunately? Because Un- I oh. wish that we could oh. answer <laughs> with something better. Unfortunately, but. as employees of the bank, we have been trained that in such a lockdown emergency that the only response we can give to inquiring customers is that we are going on spring break. <laughs> so basically, you just got a guy that's like, Hey, what are you guys doing? And Danny's like, Hey, going on spring break. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you can see, that does not make customers that happy. So, like it's- go, go away. <laughs> Read some books. (laughs) So this obviously just upsets the customers more, and they begin to riot and vandalize the bank lobby. (laughs) 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 We don't on spring break. We want our money. (laughs) Break the chairs. How are we supposed to go on spring break if we got no money? (laughs) After everything is shut down and locked up, we are instructed to head to the back of the bank and enter the the built-in safe room. Sadly, a couple of other bank employees and myself arrive at the entryway of the safe room a tad late and find that the door to the room has already been sealed shut. Wow, that is scary. Not quite sure what to do at the moment, I spin around to the sound of a posse of screaming women. <laughs> I, <laughs> I ask them what the problem is, and they begin to berate me for not calling them back after we all met at a dance club last <laughs> night, <laughs> last week. <laughs> what? Yeah. They're in the safe Yes. <laughs> they're... No. <laughs> They're not in the safe. He didn't make it into the safe room <laughs> because he was locked. late. Oh. So then all of a sudden he turns around and there's just a mob of women <laughs> that are like, Daddy! 
way I can't believe you didn't call me <laughs> from that time when we met at the dance club. <laughs> yeah, me too. That was so rude. <laughs> the number you gave me was a fake number. <laughs> Uh, I apparently it was in high demand. <laughs> See, I make, we talk about his narcissism <laughs> that kicks in every once in a while. That sounds so, sounds I like make, something that would happen on spring break. I make a real presence at the nightclub. <laughs> yeah, think about how awesome my spring break's gonna be if that was just one random Tuesday at the nightclub. <laughs> you still go to nightclubs? Have you been using in your, your in your dream? You do. <laughs> Maybe he was it's using like his a decade in my telekinesis life. device to get into their their heads and like know exactly <laughs> how to flirt with them. <laughs> yeah, but it, I lost your number. Yeah, but, but it takes forever for him to gather the information. So I start apologizing and making up excuses as to why I was so busy and had not got around to calling them. This did not seem to go over well, and just as the mob of angry women descended upon me, the door to the safe room opened just long enough for me to slip in. It was like an <laughs> Indiana Jones moment, but <laughs> just with like a mob of angry women, like, ah, you suck, Danny, and oh, go to get her. And instead of grabbing my hat, I like have to like pull my tie through. <laughs> how was your? How is your tie the only thing that's hanging out? <laughs> I slipped in so quick it just kind of flew, you know, like in the it's, wind. It's, you okay. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be safe and sound inside the safe room with all of my other coworkers, I began to warn them about the dangers of being in the outside world. <laughs> Until then... <laughs> not like the walking dead i mean you literally have these agents that come in and are doing like an i9 audit and but for some reason you guys have to go into the safe room and then there's just angry customers out there because you guys just lied to them and told them you're going to spring break and they can't have their money but it's like oh this is the out you guys you guys don't even know i was just out there it is the madhouse Dude, you do not want to go out into the outside world. It wasn't just that. It's like I had to deal with that posse of angry women. I told them how how much long. I feel like it was like only a few seconds. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like this is all happening in like just minutes. But apparently, the world. This is a post apocalyptic (laughs) world now. (laughs) I mean, it all started because. They, they lied to him, telling they're going on spring break, and immediately there's just chairs being thrown around, and just everything's being trashed. Mobs of angry women, <laughs> not mad because they're, they want some banking done, but because just Danny didn't call, didn't call, him, call him back after clubbing. <laughs> to the <laughs> told them about the horrors I had just endured. <laughs> I also tell them that my time spent outside of the safe room during this drill has caused me to (laughs) contract cancer. What? It's not a radioactive. (laughs) (laughs) So his time outside of the safe room has has made him contract cancer. (laughs) It was a scary few minutes. (laughs) A lot happened. 
<laughs> the gamma ray bursts go off in that few minutes outside. <laughs> Apparently, this is an inside joke, and everyone laughs and gives me high fives. <laughs> Like, <laughs> sorry, I just picture him. He's like in this safe room. He goes up. He's like, "Hey, Bridget, I got cancer." <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> and then everybody gives him high fives. Yeah, man, you got cancer. Me too. <laughs> High fives all around for all of us have cancer. I think if for some reason, like, basically, I can remember. It was like, I told everyone that, but it was like an inside joke. Like, I didn't really have cancer, but. (laughs) That's a a really cruel inside joke. I agree, but it just was one of those parts that I could just remember from my dream. (laughs) This type of mandatory lockdown drill has set has a set duration of one and a half hours that must be met before the drill can come to an end. After the 90 minutes were up, the staff and I all exited the stuffy safe room only to find that we were not alone in the bank. (laughs) People never left. A couple of gentlemen were still inside the bank, wreaking havoc. It's probably that one guy at the very back of the line. It's like, damn it! Damn it! Just give me my money. <laughs> my boss, Mike, and I approached them slowly <laughs> as to not starve them. They're not animals. <laughs> but as we got closer, they become hostile and things got increasingly heated. We asked them politely, um, please, please leave the premises. <laughs> Yet instead of leaving, they began to come toward us. As if they are all, as if they are ready for some hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> Things are escalating very quickly. <laughs> Just wanted them to leave. I, re- I, realizing that these gentlemen are much larger than either of us, quickly pick up a chair in the bank lobby, turn it over, and use the legs as weapons to ward them off. I jab at them with swift motions as I'm engaging in a high-stakes fencing match. <laughs> fencing with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, seeing that this seems to be fairly effective, does the same. We notify them that... Mike was in your dream? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> was he one of the people who high-fived you when you said <laughs> Way to go, man. <laughs> that, I don't remember. <laughs> We notify them that if they do not leave immediately, that we will call the police and have them arrested for trespassing. The men must have decided that it was not in their best interest to test our condor and started walking candor. Did I say condor? No, I just read it wrong. Candor. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like, well, I don't know what condor is, but... And started walking out of the bank. However... They did not leave without yelling back at both of us. This ain't over. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> God, Dan. Is the bank open on Monday on Memorial Day? No. no. If it's not, you have to put out a sign saying, sorry, on spring break. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a bit winded and with a bunch of adrenaline coursing through my veins, I slowly put the chair down and begin to walk back to my desk to retrieve my stuff and go home for the day. <laughs> Garen, my dog snoring. <clears throat> He's having a dream of his own. As I walked across the lobby, one of the regulators, mount up, from before approaches me and asks me if I had signed the corporate Christmas card yet. <laughs> Why does he care? <laughs> a bit disheveled. What the? What is that word? Disheveled? Disheveled? Like, have the, you ever used the word disheveled in I've your never life? I've used it. I've heard it. <clears throat> it just means it's, like you're not all put together cl- crisply and cleanly anymore. Because I'd been going through this whole drill. <laughs> I had to ward off those dudes with a chair. I'm like heated and like my shirt's untucked. And- okay. A bit disheveled. <laughs> I look directly into his eyes and say in a stern but controlled voice, does it look like I've had time to sign the Christmas card yet? <laughs> the regulator, sensing that I was in no mood to sign a Christmas card right now, agreed to give me an extension <laughs> and let me know that I could sign it later. All right. I can see that you're a little frazzled. Disheveled. You're a little disheveled. I will give you a 48-hour extension. <laughs> By the end of the 48 hours, you must sign the Christmas card. <laughs> so <clears throat> it's Christmas time. Apparently. No wonder your customer was so pissed when you're like, break. we're going on spring break. <laughs> like, no, you aren't. It's freaking it's snowy, snowy out there. <laughs> you guys have a Christmas tree in your lobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't <laughs> claim that my timelines always match up in my dreams. <laughs> After I left the bank, I headed over to a lot that my family is considering building a new house on. I can see that they are installing the curbing and sidewalk in front of the house. However, the sidewalk is being installed about 15 feet above where I'd imagine they'd be building my house. <laughs> like the curb is like, oh, I see what you mean. I'm thinking like, man, is that like a 15 foot curb? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a wall <laughs> however the sidewalk okay i just read that hold on i find the contractor and ask him if they were planning on my future front yard to have a large steep hill sloping straight down toward my front door or if they'd be raising the level of the whole lot so that it would all be flat and parallel to the sidewalk the, con- the contractor let me know that the original plan was to have a large hill out front, but that they could conceivably fill the lot until it was flush with street level. With, oh, street, with level. street level. Okay. <laughs> this has taken a weird turn. How- <laughs> Do you think you could describe it to Alan? I think he's a little lost. I don't know if I can describe it. So, apparently, the... Like, he's thinking, like, the sidewalk's going to be out in front of his house, like it normally would be. Mm-hmm. But it's like they're building it up towards your house. Is that what you're saying? So I walk up. They're putting the sidewalk in. But then there's, like, a big hole, right, where my house is going to go. Uh-huh. And I can see that where, like, my foundation is going in and where, like, I would have the first level of my house 
would be like 15 feet below where the <laughs> oh. sidewalk is. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's so like a, be hill a hill going to hill. your front door. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like sunken in the ground. Yeah. Okay. It's like it rains and <clears> just <throat> flood of water coming down to your house <laughs> from the hill. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. So conceivably, but that they could conceivably fill the lot until it was flush with street level. That would be, you know, <laughs> ideal. <laughs> However... This, of course, would be very expensive. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> they have to bring all the As dirt. it would require a lot of dirt. And dirt is expensive because you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> to be brought to the property. My main concern with the house being so far below street level is flooding. I tell the contractor that I'm going to walk around and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this, sir. <laughs> I don't like your answers. I am going to walk around and think about it. <laughs> Thank you. Good day. <laughs> I then make my way around to all of the homes adjacent to my lot and try to analyze and predict the water flow patterns after... God, you have the most boring dream sometimes. <laughs> it's like, this is like what... <laughs> It's like, in all of your wildest dreams right now, you are trying to predict, like, water flow patterns. <laughs> After much deliberation, I can tell that if I do not raise the level of my house, that the water will be an ongoing issue. <laughs> well, duh! It's 15 feet below. <laughs> You're basically just a, just a hole. Yeah. It's going to fill with water the first time it rains and every time. Well, that's what I deduct, deduced, <laughs> and, and now I'm frustrated. Yes, because as the next word, frustrated, oh, see? but mostly exhausted, <laughs> I head back to my apartment in Centerville. <laughs> this apartment is an actual apartment, none like the fake one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Actual is, a, is an actual apartment I used to live in years ago. That was in parentheses. <laughs> Okay, the one right over here. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm in this one. <gasps> so great. I'm never in these. My friend Trav C, me, and Trav M, which I don't know if we've talked about Trav M yet, but he's Trav's brother. He's my stepbrother with the same name. Same. Age. Not going to get into it, but there he is. So <laughs> Trav C and Trav M meet me in the parking lot of the apartment building as we had plans to hang out. As we are walking up the stairs toward my apartment door, I see a Christmas card sitting on the <laughs> stairs <laughs> waiting for me to sign it. This is like that kid in that movie, Better Off Dead. Have you ever seen that? It sounds familiar. What is he's that He's the paper about? boy, and he's just trying, the whole movie is just trying to collect $2 for his payment. <laughs> so he's chasing this guy around the whole movie, and he's just like, I want my $2. <laughs> So this is the, the the agent guy is like sign the Christmas card. <laughs> I can't believe that the regulator would drive all the way out here to drop off the card when I could have just signed it at the office in the morning. A bit perturbed, I snatch up the card and took it into my apartment. Once we were all inside of my apartment, the conversation between the three of us transitions from whatever random nonsense we're spitting out to that of the subject of home equity. Good <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. Trev, we've talked about this before. 
I just literally put down what I dream. I don't fudge it. If this is what I dream, that's what I put down. I let the Travi, which we have been known to be called, the Travi know that the home I currently own has about $125,000 worth of equity I could trap or I could tap into right now if I wanted, but I wasn't planning on it anytime soon. In fact, I was looking toward forward to about 10 years from now when I could have upwards towards $300,000 in equity built up in my home. Trav and Trav, seemingly impressed by this, <laughs> nodded their heads. And this is when I woke up. I just, like, we're just sitting there like, so, uh, right now I have about $125,000 worth of equity in my house. I could tap into it, but I don't want to. In about 10 years, I'm hoping to have about $300,000. Trav and I just quietly nod. Um, mm -hmm. And then that's when you wake up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't so much of a... mm, I think it was more of like a, oh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Well, you did say that... (laughs) We were seemingly impressed. (laughs) Wow. Wow, that is a lot, Danny. Nice. I'm going to nod my head in approval. (laughs) All right, well, that's the end of that one. Um, Like we always say, if you have uh, more to the story that you could come up with, although I don't know how much he leaves you with there, (laughs) because... It kind of it kind of dipped like we 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 hit a plateau of excitement <laughs> at the bank with all of the commotion and then the weird cancer joke and the fighting and then you just went home and looked at <laughs> you calculated flooding patterns and talked about home equity. <laughs> the only thing that ties the whole like second part in is. The Christmas card. Being <laughs> I know. <laughs> Other than that, has nothing to do with the previous bank part. Uh, well, like your dreams, I'm sure you guys have all had. You just kind of <laughs> bounce from place to place. It doesn't always. Yeah, but transition. You do perfectly. Your dreams. I don't know how, but you always seem to tie them like together from something that has happened before. <laughs> well, like that's how I consider it. Like being all part of the same dream. No, because. Okay. Sometimes I'll have multiple dreams in a night, but like they're obviously <laughs> <laughs> they're obviously separate dreams. Yeah. All right. So, like we always do at the end of these dreams, uh, we er, Danny has gone to uh, dreammoods dot com and has taken a look at some of the things there. You know that were in his dream. We'll read what those meanings are, and uh, yeah, we'll just see what it is. Let's uh, okay. So. Telekinesis. We dream about telekinesis that represents a higher level of awareness and consciousness. You are not utilizing your full potential and need to start putting your stored energy levels and mental abilities to use. <laughs> Nothing is ever positive. Why can't it be a positive Basically, thing? Basically, like, it's like you're lazy. You need to step up your game. If you dream about an address, apparently it indicates a need for change, which change you then address. also changed your address in your... I mean, you were living at a at a an apartment. I don't know. Well, these are the things that didn't <clears throat> quite add up in hindsight. 
is I was living in this apartment that I used to live in in real life, which makes sense that I could potentially dream about it, right? Yeah. But I'm building a house to move into, but apparently I also own another home <laughs> that I have $125,000 in equity <laughs> That's right. In. I was going to say. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Where's that $125,000 <laughs> in your apartment that you're renting? <laughs> Like, how long have you lived? Trav and I were not really impressed. What we were doing is just like looking at each other and being like, um, when should we tell him that the money that he rents, <laughs> that he puts in for rent, is not actually equity? <laughs> that just goes to your renter. This whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Since I've been living here, I've paid about $125,000. When I leave, I get that all back. <laughs> So I guess if uh, you also dreamt of vandalism, so to witness vandalism in your dream represents your passive aggressive tendencies. (laughs) I always say you're passive aggressive. (laughs) I feel like this is the second time it's. Yeah, the dream is telling you that you need to express yourself more constructively. (laughs) (laughs) Lockdown. If you dream about a lockdown, it represents a situation where you feel you have no control or that you are physically helpless. Hmm. Which I don't know. I was the one that was warding them off and with <laughs> <laughs> a chair. <laughs> you were like treating them as if like they were lions in a circus, and you just had like a chair, and you're like back, nah, back, <laughs> back, guys. But um, if you dream about fighting, indicates inner turmoil. Some aspect of yourself is in conflict with another aspect of yourself. So I got, a, again, a lot to work on. Until you after, you know, sometimes after I eat like burritos or something, I definitely have inner turmoil. <laughs> you probably dream about fighting. <laughs> Must have a lot of fighting dreams. And if you uh, dream about a Christmas card, it's a symbolic uh, of, oh, excuse me, symbolic of forgiveness. Time to swallow your pride and let the past go. Is there something that you need to let go, Danny? <laughs> Apparently, I I gotta let go of the fact that I don't have $125,000 in equity. Yep. Well, that was that dream, guys. Uh, Dream Short Series, Volume 15, Lockdown Drill. Um, Thank you for listening to us. And uh, we just want to remind everybody uh, you can catch us on uh, pretty much anywhere where you can listen to podcasts, uh, iTunes or Apple. What is it? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and also on YouTube. Uh, you can visit our website at QCodePodcast.com. And uh, we're going to have these posted there just as we do every week. And uh, if you, like I said, if you have a better ending or at least a continuation of the ending, go in and, uh, you know, there's a there's a place for you to write that in. Or I'm pretty Almost sure. Like are we choose your own adventure yeah. if you want. Are, you, are they able to... To like drop a a word document in there at all or no? Uh, I don't that I don't think so. I don't think you're able to do that. Or at least can, like copy, yeah, or post. like just copy it and then paste it in the comments, and yeah. and we'll be able to see it there. Um, follow us on all of our social media pages: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at QCO Podcast, and uh, also of course, please go in and leave us a five star review if you enjoy these like we do. Um, 
hopefully Danny keeps having dreams. <laughs> so, but uh, I figure at this point, I mean, if I don't, then I'm probably. This dead. is number fifteen. Currently, he's up to twenty four. But you know, we may. Who knows? <laughs> he's like exercising <laughs> that that brain muscle <laughs> of remembering that, that, brain, <laughs> that muscle. brain muscle. But anyway, thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, yeah, rate us five stars and tune in next time. Have a good one.